Welcome to Agamasi with FP Wellman. I am Fred Wellman, your host of the show, back in the control room. Matt, Matt is in, in studio with us. He's uh, recovered from his illness and uh, is back uh, to taunt me and, and force me to do things I want to do. We're coming from the uh, warming heart of America with a great guest who's on a mission himself. So I'm just thrilled to have a chat. I got some big news on my personal front, which I usually don't tell you guys, but it's too cool not to tell you. And with all that, let's just get on with the show. Can you imagine? Less than two years after MAGA Republicans attacked our very democracy, 23 Republican incumbents got a free ride to Congress with no Democratic opponent on the ballot. That's 17 and a half million Americans with no choice in who represents them. Another 125 Republicans had opponents who never had the resources to be competitive. That's over half of all Republicans in Congress and three quarters of the Freedom Caucus. With no one holding them accountable, people like Paul Gosar, who led the big lie to overturn the 2020 election and defends the January 6th insurrectionists still. With the rise of autocratic movements around the world, voters not having a choice here in our country, not putting up a fight, this is how democracy dies. And this is Mission Democracy, a new innovative model bringing together thousands of monthly grassroots supporters to fund Democratic congressional candidates everywhere with our Forgotten Democrats community to support candidates and help them run efficient, effective, and competitive campaigns and to target the worst of the Republican caucus and make them answer for their attacks on our rights. We've proven if voters have a choice, they turn out. In 2022, we gave Northwest Georgia a strong candidate with the resources to run a real campaign, and a record number of Democrats showed up at the polls. We need you in this fight for the long haul, because democracy is a decision. It's a commitment to compete everywhere, to give voters a choice and a voice. Join us. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Oh, man, I love it. It's good to be here. I am your host, Fred Wellman. This is On Democracy with me, Matthew Wellman, as I mentioned. Thank you so much for being here. This week's show is sponsored by Umbrellas because it's pouring outside. So Umbrellas, they're still good. Margie Taylor Green is the Speaker Pro Tem of the House of Representatives today, folks. Yeah. You can't make that shit up. So uh, that's where we are. If that tells you what kind of a day it is. The House is also kicking off their review of the Afghanistan withdrawal, which promises to be a complete clusterfuck. Uh, you know, I just there's just no way around. It's going to be a partisan mess. Uh, and, and meanwhile, things are just, you know, continuing Washington is crazy. I am. I got the greatest guest today. I, you know, he's been around for a while. But before I get to him, it's Thursday and and I got big personal news for us. So today I'm proud to let you know that if you haven't heard already at this point, we've launched Mission Democracy Pack with my good friend Marcus Flowers, who's already sticker still on my computer still. I got to get a new one. And Olivia Troy, you may know from TV as she was former Vice President uh, Pence's Homeland Security aide. We are launching Mission Democracy today to partner with our friends at Every State Blue to, to fund support and target Democratic congressional races across the country. Last cycle, 23 Republicans ran unopposed for Congress. An additional 125 Democratic candidates never broke the $200,000 threshold that considered, you know, a viable congressional campaign. 
these races, we call them the forgotten Democrats, have, have language. Those 23 races represent 17.5 million Americans who didn't have a Democratic candidate on their ballot. So we've launched a Mission Democracy Pact to focus on those races, the ones that are maybe too tough, have people worry about flippability and winning. And if you look at the system we're in right now, and I know Chris is going to talk about it, everyone wants races that are flippable, winnable. And, and unfortunately, millions of Americans live in those districts that you're deciding not to participate in. We are going to participate in them. And I, I am just so excited. So you want to find out more, website's up and running. It's missiondemocracy.org. I said missiondemocracy.org. Uh, you can go check it. I'd love you to join the Forgotten Democrats community. We'll be doing some cool town halls and have a town hall in two weeks. With my, my co-founders and a couple of famous people probably and much more. So that's Mission Democracy. I'm so excited. I, I hope you'll go check it out again. Missiondemocracy.org. We're on, uh, we're of course on Twitter and everywhere else is always with uh, MISS and democracy. Well, now, so the timing's perfect though, right? So as we were prepping our guest, you know, Chris, Dr. Chris Jones, he's a terrific leader from our neighboring state of the South here in Arkansas. And uh, we're just thrilled to have him. Dr. Chris Jones grew up in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, deep love for science. He attended Morehouse College. Now look, I'm gonna take a pause in this. So I always tell you guys every week, I'm not gonna read the biographies of my guests because they're so long and they're so crazy. But Chris's is <laughs> so cool. And he's laughing. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Morehouse College on a full NASA scholarship for physics and math. Then went on to study at MIT, earning a master's in nuclear engineering, a master's in technology and policy, and a PhD in urban planning. Dude. <laughs> and then he became ordained as a minister, returned back to Arkansas's wife, Dr. Jones, by the way, <laughs> and there were three daughters, and uh, to, led, uh, to lead the Arkansas Regional Innovation Hub. Now, he was the Democratic nominee for governor this last cycle against Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who we're definitely going to talk about, which is how this conversation started after the State of the Union rest. And now he's launched his own PAC called Vortex PAC, an all-new grassroots movement that will transform Arkansas politics by building organizing power for Democrats in all 75 Arkansas counties with their first objective, which I love, is to replace all four of the Arkansas Republican members of the House of Representatives. Oh, my God, Chris. Dr. Jones, so glad to have you on the show, man. Thanks for joining me today. <laughs> hey, Fred, man. I'm so glad to be here and excited about this conversation. Congratulations on launching Thanks. your new pack with uh, with the great Marcus. Oh, he's great. Um, so, look, look um, I'm excited, man. There's a lot to talk about, yeah. a lot to cover, and a lot of good work to do. So I always start out the same way. And I start off with everybody so asking my guests, well, how'd you get here? I mean, I just read your bio. <laughs> okay. You're a rocket science for Christ's sake. <laughs> okay. And you went from getting more of an education than I've ever gotten in a lifetime, becoming an ordained minister, and then running for governor. I mean, what was the path that led you from MIT and Morehouse to running for governor of Arkansas? And now what you're doing now, how'd you get here? Brother? Yeah. I mean, I, I got here, I think from, um, from the drive that comes from my love for my state. Yep. My family is a, has been in Arkansas for over 200 years. Wow. Right. And, and I loved my upbringing. Was it perfect? No. Did we lack a lot of stuff? Yes. But do I feel like it gave me the foundation I needed to, to fail and to succeed in life? Absolutely. And so I, I want that for everyone in Arkansas. Uh, and even as a child, I had, I had an, an encounter with our then governor. Bill Clinton. Ah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and that, that sort of set the spark to say, wait a minute, I can I can serve in a way that makes a difference in people's lives. Okay. And that my trajectory was following my passion in life. But even at every step, I mean, whether, whether it was energy or policy or urban planning, it was really all about creating the structures that would give people the opportunity to fulfill their destiny. Like that's what it's really been about. 
I love it. And here you are now still doing the same thing. So, you know, I, I, I just would just jump to that. You know, you are you ran for governor against Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Mm-hmm. We you know it's something we talked right. about originally. You know, she's kind of making herself the heir to the extremist mantle. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it, mm-hmm. some maybe some of your worst fears are kicking in already. I, on my way here, I was reading about the law they just signed to to drop the child labor report right. requirements. You know, <laughs> you know, they, they've already talked about school vouchers. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is it, it, it's, it's very much an extremist agenda we're seeing being uh, implemented there. You know, what should we expect? I mean, from from her mission to jack up your state even more. I mean, and how do we fight that? I mean, we'll start. I guess what should we expect, and what are you seeing on the ground? Yeah, I mean, I um, I talked about this during the campaign and noted that that you know she's Trump two point right? Period. Um, a a a refined version of what he did. Um, and uh, and I'll I'll come back to that in a second. But in in that conversation during the campaign, I talked about the fact that she is going to put policies in place that are so bad and that they will work their way up to the Supreme court and become law of the land yeah. to become kind of, kind of standard across the land. Um, she's going to try to outdo DeSantis is what I said. And it turns out she's trying to outdo DeSantis right away. Um, so, 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 we, so we see it. And I, and I think it stems from, you know, we function based on uh, what has been called a social contract. Right. So the agreement we make amongst each other as a society, and, there, and our, our America's social contract has been based on a certain set of idealized values, right? Whether we live up to those or not. Well, you look at Donald Trump, and as a business person, he was really good at looking at contracts and saying, here's how I don't have to follow the contract. Bingo. Here's how I can get around the rules of the contract. Bingo. And to the point to where he, he got so bold, emboldened by it, he says, here's how I'll just tear up the contract. Right. He brought that into the political world and that, that is what she trained and learned under and that is what she's doing. So what you see is normally our social contract is we listen to each other. We might disagree, but we, and we especially listen to children, even if we're not going to do what they want us to do. Well, Sarah and her extremist legislators here in Arkansas literally this week said, I'm not listening to kids. They, they, they left class came to speak out against this voucher bill scam yeah. and the legislator wouldn't even listen to them. So I think that's the brand that we're seeing. Now I say, let's look at the flip side because they're, what is, what is done is it's galvanized a lot of people. Wonderful. It's, it's, it's made people realize, Oh, this is not good. You know, it's international women's day. Yep. So, you know, shout out to all the, the women, you know, we're doing this week and this month. Um, and, Folks said, well, she'd be the first woman governor. Let's give her a chance and whatnot. And I think what they're realizing is that the policies she's promoting are completely antithetical to the women's movement. Right. Uh, so that, that, that's what we're seeing. But that's galvanizing folks to say, no, I want something different. That's that, that was my next question because there's always you know it's uh, physics right I mean you're a rocket science for God's sake yeah. every action has an equal and opposite reaction yeah. right yeah. <laughs> you know you I had to get there in there go. see how I do this this is quality I'll podcasting I'm telling you brother so we have you know but and joking aside every action has a reaction right and so I think that's what you see and I, I wonder you know and, and that's where you come in let's just segue right into vortex pack I think what you're what you're doing is it sounds like what you're trying to do is galvanize that opposition a little bit yeah. see if you can focus that and and how do you do that i mean do you see the reaction i mean is it gonna do you 
I mean, I know here in Missouri, when I was talking to my 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 friend Crystal Quaid, I don't know if you've met her. She is the minority leader of the, the state legislature here in Missouri, a Democrat, um, wonderful, incredible woman, former guest from the first season of the show. And Crystal pointed out very well, I got I've got to create more Democrats, Fred. I gotta create seventy thousand yeah. more Democrats. I think so so how's your mission? Where do you see yourself going forward as a, as a, to galvanize this um opposition, if you will? Yeah, you know, to start with the equal and opposite reaction, you know, there, no, certainly there was there was an action that that right. that she is brought and is bringing forward. She brought and is bringing forward. Um, th- now, th- there's a reaction, but oftentimes, particularly in places like Arkansas that don't have the rich organizing history, right? Um, that reaction is like a light bulb. That's it has power, but it's diffuse. Right. You can take that same power and give it away to channel itself, and it turns into a a laser. And so part of what we are doing through Vortex and through other organizations is saying, let's take all of that energy, yep. all that power and focus it like a laser. In the case of Vortex, we're focusing in, and I love the connection between what we're doing and what you all are yeah, doing, right? World, right? Like, imagine that. <laughs> yep. We, we have the same mission. Yep. And that, that is to say, let's get better candidates, right? Let's get candidates who can actually compete and Let's actually support those candidates. Fight everywhere, support everywhere. That, that second one, that second one is the one we keep forgetting. We keep, we keep telling, it. we keep telling people to run for office, and then they run, and they go like, "Ah, yeah, sorry, you ain't got a chance. Have a nice day." Right. <laughs> right? I mean, I cannot tell you how many candidates. I know you. I mean, we were talking, we were looking at the numbers before we started talking, right, Chris? I was, mm-hmm. I looked up all four house seats in Arkansas. Yep. You have, you know, and and we said two of them didn't even raise a hundred thousand dollars, or one, I think the right. biggest one was one hundred forty-one. Two reported no money raised. Right. So literally all four of your Republican incumbent, they're all incumbents, I believe, uh, right. had essentially no opponents, an entire right. state, right. an right. entire state. Right. So the fo- the fo- a lot of folks just have no voice. Right. Um, they're they're disenfranchised. That's simply. And disenfranch- they're left yeah. out. They're disenfranchised. And so then they don't want they don't want to. Right. Engage in the process. Right. Why? Why, why show up? Told them is. Right. If I show up, whether I show up or not, nothing will change. This is this is driving everything we're doing right now. You you and I see right. exactly the same way. We, we we're going to turn around and say, hey, look, we're not going to invest in your congressional race or anything, but hey, look, I really need you to come out for governor. Or right. in two years, hey, Biden's reelection. We, we need you right. to come out. Well, could you help our congressional race? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Can you make sure you vote? <laughs> you know, you know. And there's no. actually studies. There's studies that show that the turn. Look, there's common sense too. When you have candidates in every race and they're effective and 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 they they drive turnout, it it helps upstate. In Marcus's race, yep. Marcus, we estimated over ten thousand voters turned out in Northwest Georgia Democratic voters that wouldn't have turned out otherwise. There were new Democratic yes, voters. Right. That was a fourth of Reverend Warnock's turnout for the November election. Yep, there it is. And there so it it's is. a one for one exchange. So you may criticize mm-hmm. how we run, but that turnout really pushes things. And that, so I see you fight, you're going to fight that battle. And your first battle is those four Republicans, right? I believe you, you I saw your press release. Saying it, that's, it, 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 it is. Starting and, and, and let me, let me, let me, um, let me uh, get under the hood a little bit. I love it. Right. So, Still. so here's our theory, right? Um, people don't feel represented by their representatives. Right. So we're saying, tell us who you want to represent you. So we're starting with a nominate your neighbor process. And that actually launched just this week. I saw that where we're saying you, you send nominations in for you, the person that you want to represent you in Congress. Wow. We will vet them, but here's the other thing we'll do. We're going to work on triaging them. Wow. So now you may, Fred, you may say, Hey, I want to nominate Chris Jones. And we have a conversation seems with nice. Chris. Chris is amazing. He seems nice. <laughs> right? and, and we say, <laughs> but you know what? 
Chris, we, we recommend, we think that you would be wonderful running for state legislator, for right. state Senate, state house, or for justice of the peace, um, or for a city, you know, city director. Mm-hmm. Now we're building a bench. So we're, we're grassroots, nominate your neighbor, building the bench, and then supporting them along the way by partnering with organizations like yours wow. on, on training, on fundraising, on national profile, like all of that stuff. Data. Because at the end of the day, we have to start now. Folks always say, places like Arkansas, oh, we're 10 years away from change. Oh, we're 15 years away from change. We will always be 10 years away if we don't do the work today. Ah, right. Right. I mean, it's such a simple, I mean, we've said it our entire lives. We were taught as kids, right? Every great journey starts the first step. And it's, it's too often. We're always too often, I think, especially on our, on, unfortunately, I, I hate to say it, on the progressive side of politics, we're always putting that first step off too long, right? It's just yeah, too hard. It it's too, I mean, the, the abuse we took for our, our race in, in Georgia for being, oh, way to waste of money. You know, it's just money being thrown out. I, 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 we had, we had over 300,000 individual donors donated an average, 700,000 total donations, an average of $21. I'm not telling uh. I'm not telling somebody who donates $21 that they're idiots, that they're wasting. Right. Money. And that's what the Democratic machine does a lot, I think, unfortunately. It does. Do. It, it does big time. Yeah. When, when, what you miss out on is when you fight everywhere and support everyone, then what happens is you end up with a situation here in Arkansas. Yes, I knew it was an uphill battle. Yeah. yeah. But, you, but you know what we did? We changed the, the conversation. Yep. And number two, we made them spend money. <laughs> you know, I, I raised and spent $4 million. Terrific. She had to spend $18 million. Wow. Wow. That, that they did not anticipate needing to spend. Wow. So, you know, if you're talking about the entire battlefield, right. That's helpful. That's exactly. So we looked at that too for Mission Democracy. And I was talking to Joseph Alfonso. This is a wonderful guy. He's going to be in our town hall in two weeks. He ran in Michigan Four. And he was a latecomer to it and you know, all this stuff. He's an army sergeant, former army. I love him. Uh, and he, or is he Marine? Oh, God, I hope he's not watching. Anyway, <laughs> I'll be in trouble for that. Joseph, if you're Uh-oh. listening, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Having and, said that. And my, um, my wife's Air Force, so it doesn't Oh, I'm so sorry. So she didn't serve. Yeah. No. <laughs> Don't tell her I said that. <laughs> anyway, we diverge. Uh, we digress. Um, so having back to the point of the can, um, he was telling me he, he spent – so he closed the gap. He came within 12 points, his opponent. His opponent mm-hmm. had to spend $4 million compared to he only raised, I'm not kidding you, 31000 Wow. He spent 15 cents per vote that he got. His opponent, his Republican opponent, spent $52. Mm. And that's See? money. That's money he can't spend somewhere else. You know, Ronnie Jackson, that son of a gun, former admiral down in Texas, that I want to say the B word. That that guy, he he dropped I think two hundred seventy six thousand dollars on other Republican races. He was this mm-hmm. you know. So you get it. There's there's a monetary cost to not mm-hmm. opposing these people, making them run. We had Margie Tara Green. Let me tell you something, man. Margie Tara Green had no interest whatsoever in returning to Georgia fourteen. Honestly, run. she just wanted to go around the country with Trump. She, her boyfriend was from our right side broadcast news. They were they were Trumps around the country going to Trump. She didn't want to come, but we made her come back to Georgia mm-hmm. and run. So, mm-hmm. so how do you do it? I mean, where I, I, the grassroots is perfect. I mean, it's life in a you know. I live in Missouri, so I know what the life of a blue dot in a red state is like. You know, I mean, yeah. do you what do you what is the sense you're getting from folks? That are they being energized? And and is it across? You know, there's there's the ones you expect, but what about the ones you don't expect? Yeah, I think they, I, my sense, my feel, the energy on the ground is that they are being, um, being energized. And, right. and here's, here's why. In part because we had a very exciting and engaging race. Yeah. You know, we, we still had a number of people who 
who did not come out to vote because we are more a non-voting state than we are anything else. Right. Uh, and so the, these folks, I, I contend that we just ran out of time. We were engaging them and we just ran out of time and couldn't get to them all. What typically happens is someone runs a statewide office in Arkansas in the last several cycles. They run for statewide office. They run for a federal office. They don't win. And then they go away. Mm-hmm. Right. What we're saying is let's change that equation. Let's take what we built and continue to build on it. And that's why when I hear about mission democracy, I get excited sure. because the work that Marcus did is continuing on. Right. When I hear about um, Mandela Barnes's pack, I get excited yep. because he's continuing on the work as opposed to letting that energy diffuse again. Yep. We're like, no, 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 let's keep it, let's keep it bound. Now, fortunately, unfortunately, but fortunately, um, Sarah has pushed through the largest education bill probably in the history of Arkansas. One of the most expensive bills we have ever seen. It will fundamentally transform education. And she did it so fast that it's breaking things apart at the scene. Wow. And at the scenes. And folks are realizing that and they're bothered and upset about that. And even this week, you have high school students that are going to march on the Capitol. Wow. You know, you have, you have organizers across the state that have said, you know what, let's look into a citizen's veto. Wow. Let's, let's get petitions wow. to sign so we can veto this thing. Wow. That's energy and effort yep. that's brought together. Yep. And we're saying, cause you know, you said you were a data nerd. Hey, I'm a data nerd too. Yep. We're saying like, look, let's take all that data, take all that information and continue to use it to build. There you go. Yeah. And that's your grassroots, right? Get them on, let's get it. them on our grassroots. Get the energy, harness the energy, move them forward. Because that's that's true. Unless you, it, it, the organizing is so key. And I it, we say it all the time. People say, well, we need to appeal to the center more. We need to appeal to <laughs> fallen Republicans. No, man. I need Democrats to come F out. <laughs> you know, come I mean, out. it's like, just just come, come out. out. We, we've burned yeah. out so many of our fo- fo- voters. They're frustrated by not seeing change. They demand change. Change doesn't occur. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there's yeah. been times when we've had power. We didn't we didn't execute that power, you know? So mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. It's, it is your, it is on guys like you who are- I didn't execute it on behalf of them. Well, that's it. Right. On, on behalf of the donors, right? Or the others, right? right? So right. the powers of be. So we, we do have a, a, a sea change. It's thrilling to hear- um, that that fight is occurring in our, I mean, my God, this is the home of the Little Rock 7, right? <laughs> you know, no, it, you know it, it's, it's... Interestingly, you mentioned the Little Rock 9, like that's, not only is it the home of the Little Rock 9, but it's the Little Rock Central High School kids right. who, who, who in 57, it was Little Rock 9, now right. they're the ones marching against a bill that one of their own alum was, is putting forward. Jesus, man. She graduated from the school. Amazing. Right? And, then when you, and then when you layer on that she's trying to get rid of affirmative action in the state, that she's trying to ban certain words, that they're trying to criminalize librarians. And then when you layer on that, they're also trying to get, and this is, this is frustrating because on the one hand, they're removing the parental requirement for sign off on children under the age of 16 to work. Right. So now the company and agency can just put kids to work without the parental uh, consent. And on the other hand, they're saying we're going to require 75 hours of, of uh, community service in order to graduate from high school. Wow. Right. Wow. So, so you put this, and, and it's only for public school kids. 
No. Even yeah. though vouchers would send public money to private schools, only oh, the public man. school kids need to work, do the 75 hours of work. And oh, by the way, now you can start younger and, and we can put you to work earlier. No, it's God. like, come on, I mean, y'all. it's like, how is this not, it's just so fucking evil. I mean, there's just no way, there's no way mm-hmm. to, it's, it's just evil. Kids, kids yeah. working. And then again, you're right. It's going to force the flood to more private schools. So the kid, the people that can get away with it and get away from it will go into private schools. Yeah. And it's going to, who's it going to hurt? It's going to hurt the same kids that yep. we fought for the Little Rock Nine. You know, it's going to be the same people. Same you know, piece. I have a great passion. So my connection to Little Rock is is it's the dumbest one. But, you know, I served in the 101st Airborne for uh, most mm. of, a good chunk of my military career. And I was there for many anniversaries of Little Rock Nine events. And that was the 100. People forget that was the 101st Airborne that deployed down there. Yeah. As they, yep. you know, and so I've always had I've always had sort of a, a great mm. pride. I, I see great pride when I see the photos and I see my brothers, yeah. my brothers in arms wearing the screaming eagle patch as the kids, Love right? That. So, so I've always had this this connection, that this distant connection, having grown up in Missouri as well, and, and understanding it is so important. And to hear that 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 arc of history where it bends back, what I think that's the thing that happens, right? The arc of history yeah. will often bend back to where it started, and that's where we are, right? So, I mean, the yep. fight is so yep. necessary. I mean, so what do you? I mean, our national groups. I mean, <laughs> I know. I think I made it the answer. I hate to do it, but so what are national <laughs> groups doing? Yeah, you, you ran a gubernatorial camp, you know, gubernatorial campaign. I, man, I people must be really used to my inability to speak English, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's words, uh, you know. My brain's very broken. But back to the topic at hand, you know. And he can't edit this shit because I'm so fast talking. <laughs> Anyway, back to the topic at hand. <laughs> Words, what are they? Um, anyway, um, right. you ran a gubernatorial campaign. Uh, you know, I know what I, I know what national groups did for me and mine. How are national groups coming to your help, or what do we need? I mean, how do you send the flare? How do you get the attention? And, and what's going on down there as far as the national attention being paid? Or you're on your own, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, you look, there, there's not nearly enough national support. Yeah. Um, th- that being said. I think there is growing interest. I think there's a realization that, that Arkansas is a battleground place like a Florida and a Texas. Uh, and, and in fact, and, and some would argue even more so yeah. um, because we have a large population of folks that have not been engaged and we're a smaller state. You know, um, I think people are starting to realize that Arkansas is not an expensive, you know, similar to Missouri. We're not an expensive place to do to do right. battle in yeah. um, right. like some of the other states, which is like your investment goes further uh, in Arkansas. And I think most importantly, we're we're trying to send the clarion call that look what happens here matters like when you when you have our current governor go on national tv and rebut a state of the union that she clearly didn't listen to right and and push a dark agenda, the dark divisive agenda that resonates with a lot of folks across the country yeah that will then themselves start to rise up. And so now you create a network that is really hard to battle against. Yeah. Versus you come in and you say, every seat is contested. Yep. Every person is supported. Yep. Now it's a different conversation. So you know, I think part of what folks like Mandela Barnes, like Marcus Flowers, um, you know, your um, your Stacey Abrams and the like, but you know, particularly the folks who are who are just getting in yeah. and myself, like collectively we have to sound uh, that, that alarm that, Hey y'all look, if we don't do it here and do it now, we're in deep trouble. Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause folks aren't stepping up. And, and I would contend that part of the reason they're not stepping up is because you're applying, you're applying a similar game theory 
to or a game theory to politics. What do I mean by that? Meaning, you know, in game theory, you want to think about probabilities and say, all right, well, if I'm, if I'm playing poker, there's a certain probability that I'll win. So I'll put this amount of chips in based on that probability and whatnot. And so the metrics they're using are name recognition, amount of money you already have, right. you know, n- num- number of elect- elected officials, voter registration and everything. But what they fail to realize is that we can shift the dynamics on the board, right? Like we, with the right investment, if you invest now yep. in mission democracy, yep. now you all are going out across the country and saying, all right, I see this congressional district that hasn't been invested in. If we can put $250,000 in there, now we change the, the board. Not a lot and we, of money. And we by shift the way. The, not a lot of money at all. In the big picture. Last thing I'll say is that I think people see, um, and I can appreciate this. People see things and they think impossibility, right? So if I, if I think it's impossible, then I'm not going to engage. When in reality, it's not that it's impossible; it is that it's improbable. It probably won't happen, but it could happen. And we can change that probability. We can change the likelihood that it will happen with the right early investment. I, and, and moving 10 points is, is matters per cycle, right? It's, it it's, not all, it's not all W's and L's. The, the focus on nothing but win and loss. And I get it. Uh, people want to invest their I money. You know, we, I, I my, my friend David Pepper in Ohio, he, he's one of our partners, Blue, Blue Ohio is a state level race they're doing there. And David talks about it quite a bit. Donors call him and say, hey, where can I put my $10,000 so it's a, a race we can flip? Or when he goes... Look, dude, if you split that in five and gave yeah. it, it, it and gave it to five state, you know, it, it, five different state delegates, two grand is a game changer for those guys. You know what I mean? It, 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 and, 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 and if we, move, you know, Marcus, everybody criticizes us, but it's like no Democrat ever broken 27 percent in Georgia 14. We got to 35. Mm. Wait or run. That. OK, that. So what's next for the next one? And the other thing I like, too, Chris, and I love it is and I think you get it and you've kind of hinted at it is one of the things we see, too, is local it's not just the candidate right it's that local campaign as i talked to many of these candidates in these races i've talked to several of these congressional candidates who weren't supported it was their brother-in-law was their campaign manager right it was their Mm -hmm, stay-at-home mom neighbor you know and if i can train them if they gain experience well they're going to be better for the next race too now you're building a grassroots experienced electioning, you know, voting, uh, turnout operations, campaign teams, people understand field director, you know, those are, those yep. are technical things. Yep. If we build that at the gaseous level, people really dismiss, I think too much, the power of effective campaign status, Ooh. right? You know this. I know you oh. know this, right? Oh. You know, I mean, having oh. somebody local who understands grassroots organizing in the Little Rock area and, have, and putting them to work on a couple of campaigns, I'm telling you, man, that's a super weapon. That's a super Game weapon. Game changer. Our deputy campaign manager, Marcus Flowers, Georgia, uh, uh, Molly, Molly Rohr. Oh my God, this girl. She's like 23, I think. She's already done yeah. three campaigns, you know. She See, was a field or, yeah, field organizer extraordinaire, phone mm-hmm. banking, canvassing. We had 17 field people out in that. We energized low, people had never seen candidates knocking their doors or not. And I love that it. is so exactly. powerful. And imagine building that in your state in Arkansas. I'm sure that's gonna be part of your thing. So I mean, what did you hear on the road? As you, I mean, you knocked, I'm sure you mm-hmm. locked you knocked a ton of doors. I mean, were people yeah. surprised to hear you? What what's your feeling on the ground? Is there is there uh, you know, tell me some stories about the what was like on the road and and, and probably what led you to this right you heard the stories that made you think yeah. this is where you need to go next right I mean, totally totally and, and again you know i think we just ran out of time yeah um we uh, so what we did we did something that was pretty cool in that we decided to walk to do a walk a mile in your shoes tour oh cool where we 
Right. Well, we got people together and we literally walked a mile together. There were some places we went, we had 150, 180, 200 people walking with us. Wow. Right. And so to collectively, we took 3 million steps. Right. We set out to take a million, (laughs) which would have, which would have represented a step for every person who could have voted, but didn't. We ended up stepping, taking over 3 million steps, which actually represents one step for every Arkansan. Wow. Now, what does that mean? Like in those, in those walks, we had conversations about what drives people, what motivates people, what frustrates people, what, you know, what, what, what's the, what's the local stories uh, that exist. And I think the biggest thing that came out of that was a sense of thankfulness that, that we showed up. Yeah. As people are so used to being ignored. They're so used to not being heard. They're, they're so used to not being seen. Now that's in the bounds of Arkansas. And when you layer on what you talked about earlier, how national groups are not seeing places in the South, places in the Midwest, places that, that look impossible, impossible. Um, right? They're, and they're turning their head. People feel that. Yeah. Like people, you don't have to say it in words, but people feel like, oh, you're, not, you're actually not paying attention to me right now. Right. Especially don't. And if they don't think you're listening, then they, they themselves feel like you don't care. So that's a, that's a one big thing. That's one of the big things that came out of this election in my conversation that people started to feel like, Oh, wait a minute. There are folks out there that care. There are folks out there that are listening. Um, and that, and that makes a difference, but look, it's a different kind of politics. And the example I give, if I can go um, nerdy on you again, oh, I love it. is, uh, <laughs> is nuclear power. But then right? you're, you're like nerd also like, pastor too so it's quite a <laughs> it's like the most either. eloquent nerd shit i've ever heard <laughs> but, uh, I <laughs> but go go nerd on me brother <laughs> yeah so you know when i think about it um there's nuclear power yeah. and there are two kinds of nuclear power one is nuclear fission it's, it's just you take an atom a large atom and you split it and when you split it energy is released Nuclear fission, it's like it powers 20% of our country. In places like France, it powers 80%. These big nuclear power plants you see, yep. that's nuclear fission. That's powerful. Um, energy is released. When I think about our, the, where our politics is now in this country, it's the politics of nuclear fission. How can I divide? How can I you know, break off this group? Because if I can break off this group and control them and divide everyone else, then I'll maintain power. Yeah. That, is, that is a force to be reckoned with. But the other kind of nuclear power is nuclear fusion, where you take two smaller atoms and you fuse them together, you bind them together. And when you do that, energy is also released. The beauty is that that energy is far more powerful. It's far, it's far, it's far stronger than nuclear fission. That's the kind of politics that folks like Marcus Flowers uh, and myself are really trying to bring together. Like, let, let's, let's actually come together because the energy that's released is more powerful. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say, a co- and by the way, the sun is a big ball of nuclear fusion because mm-hmm. it's a plasma. Plasma is the fourth state of matter, solid, liquid, gas, and plasma. Yep. Um, and so when I think about what we can do, I'm also reminded that to get to nuclear fusion, it takes a lot more energy. It takes a lot more effort you have to put into the system. So you have to build organizations like Mission Democracy. You have to build organizations like the Vortex. You have to, you have to run and fail and run again and, and then maybe win or then maybe fail 
You have to go compete everywhere. You have to invest in places that look like you won't get a win. Like that's the, that's the power of nuclear fusion. And you do that by bringing people together. So that's the kind of politics that we want to bring about. I love it. And that's exactly what we say. That's, that's one of the things that we're not going to do this alone. Uh, I, I was telling my social media team just today, yesterday, or, <laughs> saying, hey, uh, look, don't, we're going to use we words now. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you transition from a campaign to, a, you know, yeah, to a, you know, it's yeah. like, no, this is we. I mean, we're, we're not going to do this alone. We're, we're not going to raise enough money. We're not going to raise enough, we're gonna get, get hold of enough people. We're not going to be on the ground in Arkansas saying, okay, Chris, which candidates are going to get this money? Who, who's going to be your nominee? <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're not going to do, we're not doing primaries. We can only do nominees. We have a conditional funding model that, that means that when the nominee comes in, he's going to get money, right? And so, nice, nice. And, and so it's going to be unique, but we're going to help you. We're going to partner. But you're right. It, it is a grouping, right? And that's why I love that model you're using because I also know a little bit about it. It takes, it takes pressure. It takes multiple sides. There you go. You there can't you just go. do one side, right? It's going to take you. I'll see you. I'll see you. I don't know. I, I, I got a graduate degree myself. <laughs> you know, it ain't science. But that's exactly, you know, you got to put, it, it takes us all coming together and putting the pressure together and working together and, and, and coming together. And and that's what thrills me when I do these works. And I've met so many wonderful people. I had the, the just the privilege to go to the Congressional Black Caucus Pack um, uh, summer retreat in New York last summer with Marcus. And man, I, I, there's a few things I've gone to have been more inspiring to me and positive about the future of this party than meeting, you know, talking to Hakeem Jeffries, talking to our leaders over there and, and mm-hmm. seeing the power of the bringing, bringing these communities together. Um, we could do a lot together. So I think my last question for you is, is, is one, I think it is, it, and we get a lot of extreme vitriol. I think I was called uh, some names today because of a tweet I did yesterday. <laughs> yes, right. I'm sure you took a beating on the road and, and you still do. And there's work. I mean, what gives you hope? I mean, when you see the vitriol and then I know you've, you're facing an uphill battle, right? We know that we're not, yeah. we're not, yeah. we're not stupid people. What gives you hope at this moment? As you sit, sit here now after your tough election, launching a pack, you're still in the fight. You get up mm-hmm. in the morning every day. What gives you hope? Yeah. Um, well, a few things. One, uh, I'm I'm inspired by the um, the the sense of what is possible, right? So, you know, I worked at NASA, and, and there are lots of failures on the way to putting a rover on Mars. Yeah. Um, but the, the 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 image, the sense, the the possibility of actually accomplishing that feat allowed you to every day push through. And so when I worked there, I was working on the plasma rocket um, and, you know, there plenty of failure, but the sense of doing this will take us to places we've never been and will allow us to have experiences we've never had. So that that's one thing that gives me hope. And then, and then on a day-to-day basis, you know, when I run across uh, kids who, and this is in the last couple of weeks, have shown up at our events, because uh, I, I did a couple of speaking events here recently, particularly during Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were two or three occasions in the last you know, month where a, a teenager and a middle schooler um, asked their parents if they could come to the event. Mm-hmm. And, and they were excited about, you know, listening and hearing and being a part of it. That gives me hope. When I, when I see that a thousand kids walked out of school in protest to a bill that they studied and they figured out that gives me hope. And then, and then when I, when I remind myself of the stories, even from the campaign trail, you know, there was a town we went to that has a, a, you know, pretty bad racist past. And I went there to visit it. And most people say Democrats shouldn't go there, ignore it, leave it alone. But I went there 
first time I got there, I sat in at lunch with two people, a brother <laughs> and sister. Right, it was two people. <laughs> welcome, was like, welcome committee. <laughs> right, two people. Two people. But you know, other places I went, we had dozens of sure. folks and even had a couple. But it was two people. We had a two-hour conversation about what mattered. They told me about the, you know, the volunteer fire department and then the 40-year-old equipment that they have, um, about the only having two ambulances in this big county. Then I went back. And when I went back a few months later, they brought 60 people. Right. And then I went back and near the end of the campaign and I had a conversation with one of the, one of the two people I met the first time. And what he said was, man, um, I wanted to tell you, my neighbor came up to me the other day, my neighbor, you haven't, he hasn't met you, but he knows about you because he knows you came, um, you came to our town a couple of times. This guy is six, five. He's a Trump voter. He has a Confederate flag tattooed on himself, on his body. Hmm. And he said, you know that guy, Chris Jones? The fact that he showed up, I like him. I think I'm going to vote for him. So opening the door for some, helping others have hope in themselves, and then appreciating that there is a world that we can actually have where everyone is given an opportunity to thrive. Where, where everyone matters and where we're fighting for everyone. Like that exists. Yeah. We can have it yeah. with the right work. That's what gives me hope. Uh, I love it. And it, I, I saw the same kind of thing in the trail up in Georgia and, and I've seen it elsewhere. Where I've knocked on doors that people are like, you're here, you care. And then, and that's what they want to hear. They want to be heard. The human, it's human nature, okay. right? I just want to be heard. Yeah. I want to be part of something. And I, it goes back to circling all the way back to the very beginning of this conversation, the organizations we were both now involved in that the goal is to, energize and and know that their people are heard if they're heard they'll come out for us they have to be they have to believe it we can't just come every four years and say hey we need you right now and that's it so i i, I what a great place to end the conversation chris i can't thank you enough for your time uh, uh most importantly i got gotta plug your stuff because matt's gonna push this out here yeah, <laughs> we, 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 yeah so uh, so where do we find you dr jones where do we find yeah. vortex pack tell me more about that um i'm still on social media at jones for f-o-r-a-r jones for a-r um, Vortex Pack is Vortex Arkansas, V-O-R-T-E-X-A-R-K-A-N-S-A-S mm-hmm. on, on, on social media. Yep. But it's Vortex Pack, V-O-R-T-E-X-P-A-C, um, VortexPack.com. Uh, and you can find out all the information about us. Um, you know, we have our nomination process open. So if you know some Arkansans, all right. call them and tell them they, they nominate. If you all want to donate, support the organization, please do. Yep. Because uh, it's going to matter. And we're going to bring some competition to uh, to these races. It's a noble race, and uh, if you if you guys care about Arkansas, you care about the Midwest, you care about it, give this man a, a help because it's going to matter. Because the thing is, what you're going to do, we change out those congressmen. That's a national impact that makes a difference, right? So that's, uh, it, that's it. This isn't. We all don't. We don't live in a bubble anymore. This no, we all we don't care. Chris, what a pleasure, Dr. Jones. Thanks for joining me, man. I'm I'm so glad you reached out to me. I'm so thrilled to have this conversation. Yeah. Clearly, it's not gonna be our last, my friend. <laughs> so so we're, we're gonna be talking more. Soon. I got it. Yeah, I've got, I've, I'll be booking you for those things, those conversations, because I'm very excited to work with you and thrilled to have you on the show. And, and thanks for everything you do for our country. Thanks for taking on the brave act of stepping up. Because I always I want to tell candidates that every time I have a candidate on the show, I want to tell them that it's like it's a mm. it's an act of courage to step up. It's an act of courage to to put yourself in the arena and you get dinged up. And I, I saw my friend Mark go through it i saw my friend luke mixon in louisiana it mm-hmm. hurts those those barbs those arrows do land occasionally and so mm-hmm. so it's an act of courage to run so i appreciate you for doing that and your country needs you and, and your country still needs you so thanks for everything you do my friend thanks my friend you take right. care, all right good talking to you <laughs> man 
right? What a great conversation. Uh, Dr. Jones, I, he opened up when he came on camera. I said, Dr. Jones, I presume, which I was pretty proud of myself, but it was kind of dorky. Matt thought it was hilarious. <laughs> but, but I digress. Man, what a great show. What a great leader. Uh, I'm thrilled what he's doing. It's a, just a small world that our, our world's going to collide in our work with Mission Democracy and, and then the Vortex Packet. Check both organizations out. As I mentioned, you can find me as always on the internet, uh, FP Wellman, at FP Wellman on Twitter. I'm still on there. I'm at FP Wellman on Spoutable and Post and FP Wellman Official on Instagram. Of course, my new organization, I'm the executive director and a co-founder for it, is missiondemocracy.org. We are on all the socials at M-I-S-S-N Democracy, because Mission Democracy is too long. We couldn't do it. So anyway, we're also on Instagram and everywhere else. In the meantime, check out our partners, uh, Vi Media. Vi Media, of course, is your digital marketing partner. They're based right here in St. Louis. They do great work. They own the studio. They own Matt. <laughs> they, they take good, very good care of me. They're very good at what they do. They're a nationwide organization now, and they keep growing. That's Vi.com media vie.media on the internet check them out in the meantime please subscribe to the show if you're not if you found our clips uh if you found us on the twitter if you found anywhere else please subscribe subscribe on youtube subscribe on the apple podcast we love the downloads Just leave a good review five stars would be awesome leave leave some words say fred talks too fast i'm used to it i got about 10 of those reviews it's fine it doesn't hurt my feelings I mean, it hurts my feeling a little, but it's fine. <laughs> Either way, do it. And we appreciate you. Thanks for being part of the show. There's a lot more exciting things to come. Mission Democracy is going to be exciting. I'm, I'm so very proud to be partnered with such capable and smart people and to build a staff of incredible people. You're going to, I think you're going to enjoy the work. So having said that, thanks for joining on Democracy. We will see you next week.